2: To the campaign after the campaign. This is not another DD podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. Bahumia. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz, Hard One Surefoot, Emily Axford. Why
0: did
3: you laugh when you <laughs> said
0: that? I don't know. It's been a long time. I was nervous.
4: <laughs>
3: Moonshine Simon, Fungal Dame, and Breaker of Chains, who's coming here to. Show you how to play this fucking game. Oh, nice. wow.
4: <laughs>
1: Don't forget that name. And of Ooh. course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togol, the fifth, Yippee! skipping through several hurdles, currently sitting... On top of a turtle.
3: Oh, cute. oh I,
1: it's not cute. It's sad. I'm. I'm oh,
3: okay. I'm sad.
1: How can Thank you be sad on a turtle? <laughs> it's really hard. I'm sitting here. The waves are <laughs> crashing. The turtle is so big. Uh, you have got like a little uh, rug set up on it. It's lovely. Would it's you cute. say this is your own personal shell?
3: <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, that's good stuff, Hard One man. Shorefoot
5: has just been killed.
2: Jake what? is wow. off the podcast. What? We
3: all loved. That. He died
2: in his sleep
3: yeah, we all uh, all celebrated the
2: night that. Uh, that Gladeholm got tired Why did I come grief. all the way to the studio for this? <laughs> uh, you can go back to New York. Thank you so much, Jake. <laughs> uh, we had Bob a lot screen. of fun. 90 episodes. Uh, what a run. What a Not run. A farewell. We okay. did it.
3: If, we I, did roll, it, everyone. if I roll that's... a 20 right now, you have to go one of our PCs <laughs> off screen. <laughs> I got a six. Okay. I uh, yeah. oh
2: okay. <laughs> Um no, No, uh, Hard One is not dead. In fact, all of the boobs have leveled up. Everybody is level 16 now. 16. So we, we're doing good, babies. I thought we were level 14 before. Oh, we well, you're level 16 now because yeah, you killed are. a bunch of uh, hollow goddies. That's true. Uh, and it had been a long time since I leveled you guys up. And Appreciate I I'd like the end of the campaign to be, to be very epic. And I just us-
3: want everyone to know that I... Can no longer be crit on. Ooh. Oh wow. <laughs> try and crit on me, Murph. It <laughs> yeah, won't mean. I'm
2: trying. I'm gonna try right now. Uh that's an at twenty. Did I crit?
3: You didn't. Oh, okay. Oh my wow. God somehow that's a crit and a miss
1: <laughs> is that a, that's a fungal thing
3: that's a fungal form thing I mean you, you still would hit me you just don't get to add mm. extra damage right
1: on somehow the blade missed moonshine and just embedded itself right in me though yeah <laughs> that's Be- weird. Beverly has died permanently at
3: least according to unearth arcana because we've used unearth arcana for my circle of Sports. I don't know what the ravnica 14th level boost is
2: right UA we're, s- baby we're sticking with UA we've we've taken it this far don't add us at yourself yeah.
3: <laughs> oh yeah Qua- if you want to add yourself to talk
2: about unearthed arcana <laughs> <laughs> we think we think that's at my ass. <clears throat> uh, guys, let's do a little recap. So yes, last please. time, you guys had just defeated Akarat's final Hollow Gotti when Theala took to the sky, removing all of the light from the world. You found out that after killing Pelor with the unwitting help of Bev and Erlen, she evolved to a greater god form. She congratulated the world on killing Akarot but warned that there would always be evil in their hearts. She gave everyone one last chance to bend the knee and offer many people took her up on. Those people were then killed in a flash of light, Theala promising to bring them back in her new world while the rest of you were punished. She promised that for 40 days the world would ache and then sparked a great cataclysm. As she disappeared in a crack of lightning, you saw four wraiths atop horses staring down at you.
3: Yeah. Just a
2: completely original creation by me. <laughs> Way to go. Just oh. four horsemen.
3: Um can i do an insight to know which horseman was looking at me i mean i know which color know it was but yeah. like oh. what type it was uh you would
2: need to ask somebody probably i don't know if moonshine would know okay off the
5: top of her head
3: then i will ask someone hmm. you can ask me i ask hard one <laughs> i think that
5: was the beef horse
3: <laughs> oh no i got beef coming after me <laughs> that's right i got beef with beef <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so Hardwon, Moonshine, and Apple freed Gladehome from the magical chains that bound it to Osmodia and teleported away while Mavericks and Cobb saved some trapped dwarfins from the collapsing city of Iron Deep with the help of Jaina Bronzebeard. Bevan Erlen escaped a collapsing cave and smuggler's bounty only to be hit by a tidal wave and separated. As they drifted apart, they shouted over the sound of the waves and made their relationship official. Ooh!
3: Oh, a fish emphasis on fish because they Ooh. were in the water. Oh yeah,
1: they oh, were okay. everywhere and they were all applauding with their tiny little fins. <laughs> it was a fish goal. They're a fish gull. Uh,
2: I have been fired oh. for the podcast. Wow. Uh, Balnor is dead. Wow. wow. Um, Beverly's
1: had a lot of time to think of funny t-shirts while he's been on the turtle <laughs> and that is definitely one of them. Uh,
2: Unfortunately, Bev and Erlin were uh, then attacked by the Wraith on the White Horse who trapped Erlin in a yellow prison gem. Beverly attempted to intervene, but was rescued by the dragon turtle Laszlo, uh, who advised him that getting kidnapped was not super helpful. Meanwhile, the rest of the boobs appeared with Gladeholm in the sky above the Iron Deep Mountains, where they saw the wreckage of the fallen city below. You found comfort, however, in the sight of the SS Stormborn, flying towards the city with your friends Mavris Cobb and Jaina aboard as well as the sight of Beverly safely floating away on the dragon turtle which you guys saw through a scry spell mm-hmm. And that is where we are now. So, uh, guys, we are going to start with Bev because Mm. Gladehome is kind of chaos right now, and it's going to take you guys a second to get situated. You Mm -hmm. see other airships start arriving, one with Red and Egwene, one's with um, other refugees. The casters amongst your party do not have a lot of their higher-level spells, so there's not much you can do for Bev in this moment. In fact, uh, as you guys are kind of looking out over the destroyed city below, and you've just scried on Bev. Uh, Lucanus uh, speaks to you, Moonshine, and goes, <gasps> "If he's not in immediate danger, it might actually be in our interest to wait until he gets to land. It would be dangerous for us to teleport and be kind of guessing where he is."
3: All right, Papa Luke, I'll follow your lead.
2: <laughs> is are, we're still doing Luke, and <laughs> we've we've evolved to Papa Luke.
3: <laughs> you got you got to keep evolving. If there's one thing I've learned, it's change is inevitable. Ride the wave, baby. Ride the wave, Luke.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He nods solemnly. Um, So, Beverly. Okay. You are in the Sunrise Sea off Mm. the coast of Gladeron. Um, Still a a bunch of miles out. Um, You rest for the night as best you can atop the turtle's shell amongst the rocking waves. I make
1: a, a bed of kelp. You make a bed of kelp. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, You do your best to sleep. It is obviously quite rocky. Um, There are still the aftershocks of the Theola's Cataclysm, and um, the weather patterns are crazy right now. It's not as bad as the tidal waves you were getting before, um, but there are still you know massive waves. The winds um, are rapidly shifting in different directions. Every once in a while you're woken up by the dragon turtle like grabbing you in its maw and diving <laughs> into a wave to kind of keep you going. So you are able to get a night of sleep in. You wake up soaking wet atop this dragon turtle. Oh. Oh, the kelp did not help <laughs> uh, and you see there uh, the sun has risen, um, but uh, it is it is very cloudy. Mm. The best the weather gets now is kind of just a thick mist instead of a torrential downpour. <sighs>
1: it's like shadow fell all over again,
2: so um yeah, and there are no birds or seagulls or anything in the sky. You can imagine that a lot of animals probably died in the cataclysm. Mm. And the ones that didn't die are probably extremely confused by the crazy weather patterns.
1: Did any animals bend the knee?
3: Oh, uh, no, they wouldn't. They would take a beating from Moonshine if they did.
1: They definitely did not understand how to bend the knee. What about, like, one chimp? I bet, like, one chimp did. Uh, there
3: was probably, like, a baby fawn that was struggling <sighs> oh, to no. stand, and it looked like it bent the knee, mm-hmm. but like, uh, it, it didn't mean Go enough.
2: ahead and roll a d4 to see how many chimps in the world bent the knee. <laughs>
3: <Okay>. <laughs> Why haven't we encountered any chimps yeah, yet? I don't know.
2: Oh, three. <laughs> three. Three Cowards. chimps. Cowards. Benthony.
3: Devastating loss. So y'all ben- will be will show up with heard the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys. Those were the
5: only three chimps bohemia had.
3: They were super endangered. You're super endangered and not horny enough to create new ones.
5: I'm over it.
1: Let's just order food and chill. So Those chimps come back as milk-loving angel <laughs> chimps. <laughs>
2: yeah, choice. The,
1: they're the only ones who are going
2: to get out of here safe. <laughs> so, Beverly, you wake up and you hear Laszlo
6: the dragon turtle go, Oh, you're up. I heard you talking in your sleep about chimps bending the knees.
1: <laughs> oh, you heard that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just tossing over some hypotheticals in my head about how bad the world is now. Oh, it's so bad right yeah. now. Thanks for uh, taking the night shift, and I wish I could carry you, but I don't think that would quite work.
6: Oh, I'm okay. I slept a couple months ago. Dang, I got through like a
1: three-year hibernation. Wow, so I should be good for another. I've year got or some two. friends who wish they could translink you.
6: Yeah, it's pretty good. It's yeah. not bad being me. <laughs> so listen, um it is kind of bad being you right little now. A little bit though, because it... the world is pretty messed up. Uh huh. Like I said before, I can get you to the shore, but once I'm there I I probably won't be much help to you.
1: Well, that's okay. You've got the seas to look after.
6: Yeah, that's true. Um I do since you know, the witch is missing and you're her friend, I would still like to
1: help her by helping you. I would accept any help you can give. I think that's the only way we're going to make it through this is by helping each other as much as we can.
6: Yeah. So, the witch was able to teleport me places. That's how she brought me to the material plane. Kind of anywhere she travels, I am usually on the same plane as her. I don't think you'll be able to teleport me to you, but you might be able to summon...
1: Some of my power. Your power is vast and grand. Uh, Even a small portion would be monumental. Oh, thanks, buddy. You see, he
2: um, rolls back onto (laughs) his shell. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you have to scramble onto the front of it. Yeah, you log roll. um, He starts spitting up water like
1: a fountain.
3: (laughs) That's cute.
1: I rub his belly. Oh, thanks there, buddy. Yeah, let me wax this bad boy yeah, for you. Oh,
6: thanks. I would appreciate it. I
1: spit thanks. on it. Oh, okay. You're spitting
6: on me. That's <laughs> slightly... Last time you tried to do graffiti on me, if you remember,
1: and now you're spitting Different on time. me. Different time. Okay. Is the spit not good? You... I, you know what? I can actually... Um, i reached my hair, and it's super waxy. Oh,
6: arguably worse. You know what?
1: Just spit on me. Just spit on me, kid. I'll try and find some fish oil or something. How about that? That
6: sounds good. Look. Okay. Anyway, you can take a little bit of my blood, and um, you'd need to do a little ritual to bind us together. I think if you had a, a druid or something to help you, you could pretty easily do it. I don't think the witch would mind. I'm already bound to her, but I think I would be able to give some of my power to you.
1: I would be honored to carry your power.
6: Wonderful. Well, if everything goes right, there are two things that I can teach you. Something to hurt your enemies, and something to protect you and your friends.
1: Two things are better than one. That's right. That's uh, very early on in the Green Teen Handbook. It says that with no attribution to an author or any reference to how it would be useful. But it's just in there.
6: (laughs) Oh, I probably wrote that and somebody stole it from me and we're just like... Oh, really? Yeah. I
1: bet that happens to you a lot.
6: Yeah, it does. People think because I'm a turtle that they don't have to cite me and they can just take my tweets and and whatnot. Oh,
1: that really (laughs) boils my feather. (laughs) It's brutal. Anyway, so just I pull out my knife, so just a little prick, or how do you want to? How should I do this? Yeah,
6: just gently stab me, <laughs> but just don't do it wrong, or I might freak out. <laughs> just
1: oh. be gentle, okay? Uh, Bev definitely thinks way too hard about whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, Gets super whoa, in his head about it. Whoa,
3: whoa. <laughs> yeah, Goes straight sit, for the eye. You pull,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you pull out a dagger, probably the only dagger you have. It's, it's your scry like, dagger. Yeah, now. it's your scry dagger.
3: Yeah, they see do me I doing see this. <laughs> uh, Rosaline is uh, shaking in my holster.
6: Okay, hey, uh, Luke, Luke. So we yes. do have to go. We got to get him I'm, now. I'm trying to trance. What's going on?
3: Yeah, Rosaline's getting real fucked up. There's blood coming from the hill. Oh my god.
5: She's <laughs> got to survive out there. We should have never let this get alone with a turtle.
1: <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so I I try to uh, delicately prick uh, the tough hide of this dragon turtle. Uh, Yes, you just take a little prick, um, get a little drop of blood, um,
2: and you definitely have things in your pack. (laughs) I have an
1: empty arcane vial. (laughs)
2: Yes, you have a little vial to put like a little drop of blood in, and you know that that will be enough. Cool.
1: Uh, I know just the druid to assist me with this ritual when the time comes. Are there any... Words or, or things I should say, uh, moments to focus on. Any any binding words? Yeah, um, yeah. You see, he um, he
2: tells you the Sylvan words mm. for a spell. You're Great. not quite sure what that what that spell is yet. Some of the words you don't quite recognize, but you speak Elvish, right? Yeah. Um, you do recognize the name Turtle. Turtle. So that is that is part of
1: it. Great Turtle spell. Got it. Turtle
2: spell. Um, so he has taught you some kind of turtle spell that you will be able to cast after you perform some kind of ritual. Fantastic. So you guys sail for a few more hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it hits mid-afternoon, and finally um, you can see the shores of Galateron, though they are barely recognizable. The mist is kind of lifted, and now it is heavy rain. It's no longer as foggy. Um, you see that the peaceful shores along the coast are now raised dozens of feet off sea level. This is not how they were before. Um, rocks are jutting out like giant stone teeth. Um, you see the mountain city itself, on, the city in the clouds, is no longer in the clouds. Uh, you can see a huge chunk of it has broken off at the top. It no longer pierces the clouds. It looks like the entire castle and the cathedral district have collapsed. You see upper and middle Galateron have essentially been cut in half. It looks like half of that part of the mountain just kind of slid off So it's like after a, like a fissure broke.
1: Like a wedding cake just got beat the shit out of. Exactly, yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh, Yes, so this once majestic mountain city (laughs) has been reduced to just the base of the mountain and a fraction of the rest of it.
1: everyone's Zillow ratings are going to plummet. Oh, that's (laughs) not good for property value. No, not
2: at all. Uh, So you see there are smoldering fires, smoke rises from the few buildings that remain, um, and you don't really hear or see any signs of life, even as you get close. And in a city that was under Theola's control... You wouldn't expect many people to still be there, but the utter stillness is eerie. You would think some people would have secretly opposed her, but it appears that nobody is here. Hmm. And Hmm. um, as you crest over a wave and get closer to the shore, you see that it is littered with bodies. Um, There are wrecked ships- There are people who may have fallen off the mountain itself, people who are trying to escape or just, um, it looks like maybe the sea may have encroached on where the shore was originally and people were just kind of washed away. Um, You see huge chunks and boulders that weren't here before. Uh, The turtle has to slalom just to
1: um, get you to the shore. I try to surf on the back, but then I instantly fall down.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, careful there, Sorry, yeah,
1: no, that's on me. I should have known better. I um, buckle in a kelp seatbelt.
6: <laughs> I'm kind of, uh, yeah, belt. I'm feeling lightheaded after all the blood you took. I said to take a droplet, and you took a drop. Okay. So. It's weird
1: that you can tell the difference. But you are old and wise. So. I'm actually, I have
6: three HP. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. A little turtle humor.
1: Anyway, I love it. You're, you're so good at the timing because you, like, really stretch right. out every punchline. Right.
2: Love it. So as you reach the shore and you're riding past all these bodies... Go ahead and give me either an investigation or an insight check. That's going to be a six. A six. Yeah. You see that as you ride through them, most of the bodies look peaceful.
4: Mm.
2: Um, Like theologist swooped in and was able to kind of magically take them away to another place. Like they're floating in the water and they're smiling. You do see that some of the other bodies do not look like they went easily. Like, they look sick. Some of the bodies look a little bit more gaunt Mm. or, like, diseased. You see some of them have, like, boils on them. Can I do a medicine check on the one with boils? Go ahead and make a medicine check.
1: Uh, That's going to be a 16.
2: You hop down off the turtle... And you I endow- make a
1: face mask out of kelp.
2: You make a face mask out of kelp. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you find one of these bodies that has boils, uh, and you turn it around, and you see that it is this halfling man. Uh, you saw him from the back, and you just saw that his like feet and legs were covered in these boils that kind of turn his skin yellow and as you turn him around you see his face is horrified and twisted and his face is covered in these boils as well does it look like some sort of radiant crick rot it does look like as soon as you think something like that mm-hmm. this does seem like some kind of plague you look around at other people, and they seem to have.
3: That's your horsey.
1: Similar. Oh, that's right. The white horse.
4: Is that what
3: the white
1: horse? Is I think it probably is. <laughs> I guess I scan the people in the in the sea that are bobbing next to us to see if I recognize anyone.
2: Yeah, go ahead and give me. Go ahead and give me a perception check <sighs> as you look through the sea. This is not going to be good for the
1: softball league. <laughs>
2: That's a six. Jesus
1: Christ. Listen, uh, I was pretty queasy from all the rocking uh, on the waves. Uh, I've probably spent the past 24 to 48 hours just mostly puking up brine. You're a, you're a tired guy with a yeah. lot of
2: emotional problems right now. Yeah. Um, so you are uh, turning these people over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that most of them look to have been taken away by Theala and do not look to have whatever this sickness is. Mm-hmm. But as you're going around, flipping bodies over, trying to see if you recognize any of the faces, you see in the distance the horseman on the white horse. Its body is this dark, bluish color. It wears a long cloak and you cannot see its face. Their cloak looks old and torn. The horseman gives off a bit of a yellow mist around it. You see it reaches out its gauntleted hand to you and just points at you. It is very far away. And suddenly the wraith bursts from one of the diseased bodies near you. Oh,
5: <laughs> whoa.
2: Um, and it tries to stab you with a sword. Um, you rode very low on your perception check. Sure so it did. It's, it's going to get a surprise round attack on you. Oh. Hit it with your kelp. (laughs) My God, a literal one and a two. The wraith misses. Uh, Go Ah. ahead ahead and roll initiative. (laughs) I rip its arm off and beat it with it. Uh, 13. Uh, Sweet. It rolled another two. Shout out to the two crew. Um, So you may go first. You see um, this thing has a sword Mm -hmm. that came with it when it came out of the body, and it is trying to stab you. Is it still on the horse? It is still on the horse in the
1: distance. Hey, come get your guy. Come get your... This is your guy? Come get your guy. They're this, all my guys. You're my guy. I'm not your guy. You're my guy. Buddy, I'm not your guy, my friend. You're my guy. We're going to need to talk about that. I've already got a crew. I understand you're trying to roll deep, but no, sir, I will not. Um, So this wraith that came out of the
2: body is still there. Okay. Even though the guy is still on the
1: horse. Gotcha. Oh, so he's So that's the one you need to deal with. Um, So you go first. Great. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, attack this dead body that maybe is someone I went to high school with. No, it is. The wraith came out of the body. It's like, think of a ghost possessing someone
3: and oh, then bursting out.
6: Oh,
1: it, like tree stride. It, exactly. It's got corpse stride? Exactly.
3: Corpse stride? That's exactly it. Right. needs to get corpse stride. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> <You know what? laughs> is so my aesthetic. You know what? Props.
1: Notes. Props on this maneuver. It's very sick, but I can't join your crew. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to really talk me up if you want me to join your crew. You're right. My guy, <laughs> uh, that's going to be an 18 to hit, an 18 hits. All right, cool. Um, I don't got time to fuck around. Let's do a fourth level divine smite oh, on this Jesus. friend.
3: Jesus,
6: yeah, buddy. Okay. Well, fuck him up, man! <laughs> you see the turtle is flapping, trying to get near to you. You just gotta get a little closer. There's a lot of bodies. I'm coming through. Give me over there, Laszlo. I'll be here in a minute. <laughs> a lot of kelp too. Oh no,
1: the kelp's weighing you down. I'm I, so sorry. I
6: can't tell which one is you because you have a kelp mask on. You look like a wraith.
1: I was supposed to be camouflaged. It worked too well. 32 damage on the first hit. Sweet, that's all you need. Oh, great. So this wraith, this
2: image of this wraith that bursts from the corpse and attempts to stab you with a sword is immediately dismissed as soon as you slash it and there's an explosion of radiant
1: energy. You're not my guy. I am not your guy. You're my guy. I don't have to be your guy, but you're my guy. <laughs> okay, what,
2: what are the criteria here? Uh, you see that <laughs> after you kill the sort of wraith copy that just attacked you, um, it had attacked you with this longsword. Mm-hmm. You see that after you slash through the wraith, the sword drops and clangs on the ground near you, and you recognize it as being... Erlin's like, green teen sword that he used as a green teen. It's got, like, an inscription, like, the green teen's creed on it. It's got a green hilt. Oh, it's got his name written on tape
1: on the hilt.
4: <laughs> a momento
1: where did for you, you to remember him by. Where did you get this? You know where I got it from. Give him
2: back. You see a little yellow light in his hand, and then he whoosh,
1: disappears. I want to pick it up, like I go to reach for it, but then I think again, and I want to use my divine sense to try and make sure that it's not cursed in some way. Go ahead and give me an
2: insight or investigation check with advantage.
1: That's going to be a 15 on insight. With a 15,
2: you don't sense anything wrong with the sword, but when you think... Oh, this might be cursed. Mm. You think why why would this creature leave this behind?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's luring me.
2: In Gladeholm, you guys have gotten your rest in. It is the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, moonshine, you scry on Beverly, and you yeah. see that he has reached the
5: shore.
3: Okay. Uh, Bev's reached the shore. You want to head to Gladeron?
5: Uh, Damn. God, I feel like I transferred 12 hours. You yeah. tra-
3: Actually, 13. Uh, was it
5: 13?
4: That's yeah, a record. That was, yeah,
3: it's crazy. <laughs> no, this... it's a record of how short it was compared to <laughs> what you
2: usually <laughs> do. We're all helping build shelters for refugees and stuff, and you're just snoring
5: super loud. Hey, uh, thanks, Belnor. Is there any hero's piece left? What? Or... <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah,
3: I'll whip us up in Heroes' <laughs> Beast.
5: Um, So how how would you like to
2: get to him? I think you probably need another... You you might need, like, Lucanus to get you yeah, there. Yeah,
3: I was going to say, I might just be like, hey, Lucanus, like, just... You want to just teleport us there so we can...
2: Who the hell's Lucanus?
3: Uh, pardon me, Luke. Uh, hey, right, Luke.
2: Yes, we're doing that. Oh. Um, yes, your buddy Luke um, can take you there. I can take you to Galateron.
3: Yeah, that'd be um,
2: great. So you're able to scry on Bev, uh, Lucanus... Uh, puts his hand on your shoulder, uh, gets a sense, gets a feel for what the landscape is like there, mm-hmm. and um, then teleports all of you guys to Gladeron. You guys see Beverly on the shore with this dragon turtle; corpses everywhere.
4: Oh Beth, hey! Oh my hey, gosh! Hey, Bev,
3: over here! Uh, it's Moonshine. I'm standing on top of three corpses. Hi! No, no, not these. Those three corpses. These three corpses. Hey, hey, y'all remember Laszlo?
6: Hey. hey, it's good oh, to see hey, you, everybody. Didn't see yeah. you in all that kelp. <laughs> it's a lovely mask. Yeah, I'm working my way over. We were attacked by a wraith. I yeah. was trying to help. Did you
1: know you can knit kelp? No. Yeah, it's pretty resilient.
3: Oh, I did not. Mm-hmm. and that's what that cross stitch is made of. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, I made him like a little hat, yeah. uh, some gloves because the water gets pretty cold, you know. So yeah. I, I did some flipper gloves, if you will. I noticed you're not wearing them.
6: (laughs) Sorry.
2: (laughs) Uh, You see Lucanus looks around at all of these bodies, and he goes, Yeah, what happened here? My God. I I mean, I... I
3: Did they... Is this just the cowardice of the comfortable? They all just... No. ...gave in?
1: This... This was the horseman. Oh. His power seems to be some sort of radiant plague, some sort of uh, holy crick rot. I don't know what it is exactly, but... I think he did this. He was able to travel between corpses like some sort of sick-ass tree stride. Corpse yeah. Tree
3: stride but with corpses. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, that sounds like something I should be able to do and it's kind of fucked up that I can't. It's
1: really you got to respect the hustle of the move, but absolutely. like it's absolutely in your domain and yeah. I feel like Maybe
3: If we anything, should, I feel like a bit like um, copyright infringed. Yeah, like, I
1: mean, like, Laszlo's been going through that as well. He
3: says all sorts of sagacious <laughs> stuff, and people are just like
1: stealing it and putting in books. <laughs> well, that's
5: right. That happened with me. I came up with this phrase two things are better than one. <laughs> <laughs> it's back in uh Dwarfenage. I had two pickaxes.
3: Oh, yeah. You know, the yeah. first time I met you, you had two beers. I, so. That's
1: right. Two yeah. things are better than one. That was my Ain't thing.
3: Something. <laughs> that's right. something. I, I whispered
1: to Laszlo, just let <laughs>
3: Beth, how are you? I'm sorry that we couldn't come to your rescue sooner. I wanted to come. Luke was fucking sanding my plans. What well, was
1: I doing? I got you here.
3: <laughs> I know, but I wanted to come last night. No, you no, no. Let me. It's a,
1: I, I'm okay. I was with Laszlo, and you should trust Papa Luke's wisdom.
3: <laughs> okay, I, extremely I, hate, wise. I
1: truly
2: hate this <laughs> nickname. Particularly, my daughter could just call me Father, Dad, <laughs> mm.
3: Peapod Luke.
2: Oh, I like PPL Very well. <laughs> PPL. <laughs> um, as you guys are standing here with Bev on the Gladeron Shore, go ahead and give me perception checks. Okay.
3: That's going to be a 25 for Ooh. Moonshine. Oh.
5: Damn it, I had an 18. I thought I was yes. going to be cool. Um,
2: Moonshine. I'm with
1: my friends that roll well again.
5: <laughs> Moonshine, you
2: see, you have a profound knowledge of of disease yeah. and plague, yeah. in the way that it's spread, okay. and you see this yellow mist starting to come off of these bodies um, that you guys are near.
4: Oh! And you
2: see that Bev is in the fucking thick of it, but All right. he is—he is, he is swaddle, immune to
3: disease. I swaddle Bev up. Oh, okay, <laughs> oh. but he's immune to disease. He's I immune to un- disease. I Bev, and I say, <laughs> y'all, nice. we gotta beat feet because we are gonna get infected."
1: Uh, okay. Yippy skippy. Luke. Uh,
2: everybody go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. You can make it with advantage okay. since um, Moonshine was able to see it coming off the bodies and nobody's touched anything yet. Should I make Except it Except for Bev. Okay. Bev, you have, you're immune to disease. So you, you are in the thick of it, but you cannot be afe- affected. Oh, do we get
3: to add anything from Bev? Does he have an aura?
2: Yeah. You, um, you get my aura. If you get next near Bev, Bev is touching the bodies and all up in the bodies. Oh, okay.
3: Then I got a 10. Okay. I
0: rolled the nat 20.
2: Moonshine, you see that you have gotten close to this body and you have touched it as you've gone in and um, spoken to Bev. You do not feel any effects yet, but your natural insight would say that maybe this isn't good. Uh, Lucanus is also going to roll. I'm going to say he's back a little bit. He rolls a natural 19. He's further back under the shore and he's like, we we shouldn't be here if there's
1: some sort of plague or something.
3: Yeah, y'all got to head out. I got to quarantine myself.
1: Can I try using Cleansing Touch on Moonshine? Uh yes. It uh removes the it removes one spell. Uh Bev, you walk out from amongst the
2: bodies uh that are kind of waiting in the water here. You go up to Moonshine who's on the shore. Moonshine, you were able to see this like mist coming towards you. You sense that you may have Gotten something, or may have gotten close enough that you would be in danger. Bev puts his hand on you, and a uh, radiant light fills your body, and you see this like yellow mist dissipates around you. Sorry if that tickles.
3: I mean, it no, feels great. Thank <laughs> All
2: you. right, we should go. We should go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. really yeah, bad. Yeah, let's
3: head out. Can I leave a little hero's feast on the ground and hope that this that this horseman of of <laughs> a Disease accidentally eats it and neutralizes himself. <laughs> Doesn't it take
2: hours
1: to make a hero's feast? Well, you had some from the we morning. Had some, we yeah, made. Some we this had morning. Tupperware. Mm. You can pour out some Tupperware. <laughs> well, do you want to give some to Laszlo? I'm sure he'd love it for Yeah, his Laszlo,
3: journey. here, have a little hero's feast.
6: Thank if, you so much. You, hey, it was good seeing you. If you, you guys don't like again. potatoes, I would eat
5: yours. All right. <laughs>
1: sure, I, we're out of <laughs> here. You guys should leave. There's yeah. a plague. Laszlo, yeah. we shall go forth and spread your tales and credit your name when we see people using your works.
6: Oh, thanks so much.
3: Which Absolutely. are your works?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just, you know what? I'll just throw around credit willy-nilly.
2: We should go. Okay, we're yes, going. Right. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I right. see Lucanus cast teleport, and you guys all arrive back in Gladehome. Um, it is Ooh. day two now of this massive cataclysm. The city is overrun with refugees, there are scout parties being sent out looking for survivors. Mages are working overtime to set up magical homes. You see, Mama directs a bunch of Crick elves <laughs> in building huts, and then mages are enchanting those huts to make them bigger and more hospitable on the inside, kind of like um, Mordenkainen's magnificent mansion yeah. or Liamon's tiny hut. Uh, yeah, you see, even Mama yelling at some of the wizards. I want to see more magnificent mansions and less tiny huts. Come on now,
4: come you on now, her. hustle!
2: She's ah, my champion, you're here too, Mama. Uh, Mama runs up. She gets results. Uh, scrambles up on you, my champion. It is good to see you. You I are bow well. My head. I bow my head deeply. <laughs> Fall to my knees. Uh, she knels up on you. How are you doing, Moonshine, my daughter?
3: Oh, ah, uh, you know. I've been better, but who hasn't in this situation, right? Yeah, that
2: is true. This I, is di- I
3: just didn't want to lie to you and be like, I'm great, because that I, seems like a really insensitive thing to say right now.
2: I
1: would be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have thought less of you for it, but I'm, <laughs>
3: oh, I didn't know I'm that glad your you was so fickle. All right then.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like they say. Like normally, you're not supposed to judge someone else because you know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. But like now, I know exactly what everyone's going, I know through. What everyone's going mm-hmm. through. We're all yeah. living it.
4: We're all living
1: it. Yeah. Um, you guys also see Cooter is nearby, helping set up huts, and he
2: looks super buff now.
5: Damn. <laughs> Cooter. My God, Cooter, what are you doing
1: for your core?
2: <laughs> oh, you know, just a the Tarrasque and stuff. Yeah. Uh, after hanging out with you guys,
1: man, I feel like. Building huts is easy. If I had to rate your abs, I'd say they're like level six or seven abs. At yeah, the least, I'm yeah. kind
3: of curious. What's your take on what level your abs are? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're level six abs, I
3: would say. Ooh, Dang. They are, aren't
4: they? <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. They're peeking out a little bit, but I still got a little bit of a gut.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's weird. The abs are there, but they like arch forward. Yeah. Uh, you see um, Mama uh, scrambles up on Hard One's shoulder and goes... Um, The five of you, uh, she looks at Lucanus as well and Balinor. She goes, uh, you should all go to the castle. Um, They're calling a meeting to discuss everything.
5: You heard her.
3: Yeah, let's do it.
5: Yep. I
3: sprint to the
2: castle. (laughs) I I also
3: want to give over. I know I have, um, is it a scroll of Mordenkainen's magnificent mansion? Oh, you
2: have like a wand.
3: Okay. I want to give Mama my wand and just say, hey, give this out to someone.
2: You see Mama looks extremely touched and she goes... But this is your home, is it not?
3: Oh, Mama, me! I can sleep anywhere. Hard one, hard one can sleep anywhere for any amount of time. (laughs) I wake
5: up forty feet from the castle after (laughs) sprinting there, giving up on it.
3: Oh fuck!
5: Did I trance again?
3: (laughs) You know, I I fell
5: asleep standing up. Problem.
2: I've been
3: wandering in the wilderness. It it ain't. It ain't nothing new to me to sleep under the stars.
2: It is good to remember that we are Crick Elves, and that our home is everyone's home.
3: Yeah, ain't that the truth. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you.
2: And Lucanus goes, and even though you regifted my gift, I'm also (laughs) proud of
3: you. You do see that there's a two-mama-love moonshine (laughs) on it. Yes, in a way,
2: it is me kind of giving this away. (laughs) Um, And yeah, you see Mama looks up at Lucanus and goes, you're a mage, why Why are you not around um, turning up magnificent mansions? And he goes, well, I assumed that I would need to go to the castle. Get to building mansions. Oh, no. And Lucanus goes, "Um, all, all right. Um, right, I'll, I'll catch up with the rest of you later. Of course. Yeah,
3: that's good, that's good.
2: Um, Lucanus goes around and starts helping uh, build shelters for people. Cool. Cool.
3: Head to the castle.
1: Sweet. As we're walking, I uh, pat Balnor on the back and say, it's good to see you again.
6: It's good to see you, Bev. We're, we're real worried
1: about you. Yeah, well... Everyone's worried about everyone, so that's something.
3: Yeah. yeah, but I was more worried about you than most. Yeah,
1: we were mostly worried about you when oh, you.
3: when Maverick showed
2: up and cool. um I have a boyfriend now. Did I tell you that? Congrats. Yeah. This is it the I kid mean, from the Faye Wild. Yeah, or? no,
1: no, no, oh, it's what? what? Come on, okay. Dad. Oh. oh, you
2: gotta pay attention to this stuff. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. Um and you see, uh yeah, old Cobb rounds the corner and he goes,
6: Hey Beverly. Cobb
2: Saw you before, but uh thought you might be dead. Glad no, to see not nah. dead. Um Glad to see you.
1: My my boyfriend is uh, stuck in a gemstone, but that's kind of going around these days. Uh, we're we're gonna get him. We're gonna figure that one out. So you see, um,
2: Egwene runs up not too far behind Cobb with like red and stuff. Um, Red, um, oh runs up and gives um hard one, uh, hearty handshake and pulls him in for a hug. Hey, good to see you. Hey, Uncle Red. Good to see you, nephew. Um, and you see, Egwene um goes up to you, Beverly, and goes. Beverly, I'm glad you're all right, but
1: where's Erlen? The horseman took him. We were out at sea in a tsunami, and the waves were crashing against us. I tried to reach out to him, but the horseman took him and and captured him in a a gym, the same one that I believe Theala put Ulfgar and Alanis in. So, if nothing else, I think he's safe, but we've got to act fast.
2: You see she nods and just kind of stares forward just the kind of the kind of look of somebody who has tried to protect somebody over and over again yeah. but is failing through no fault of their
1: own um i grab her hand like she did that day during the execution and i say he's too important for her to just throw away she needs him and i know that's not amazing news but It's something we can hold on to while we train and get stronger and prepare for the battle where we get him back. You
2: feel as you touch her hand that she grips it like somebody who needs support. Ow. Um, And she starts to well up and like sniffles. um, And then she throws her hand away and she goes, Yeah, I know. We're going to save him. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you, stupid or something? You're the one who got him captured in the first place. Whatever. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and you see she uh, just storms off. I'm a dingus. It's it's my fault. You're right. And Balnor goes, all right, well, should we get to the castle?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, as we're walking, I have, I have one more question. Um, I, in a very suspicious move, pull out a huge clump of Gunther's hair from my bag. And I'm like, Moonshine. Uh,
3: you want me to reincarnate this clump of hair? <laughs>
1: Holy shit, Uncle
3: Gosh.
2: Red. Oh, yeah,
1: uh, Gunther, uh, your Uncle Gunther
5: died. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so well, you weren't going to say that.
2: It's
3: okay, Cop it didn't even say hi to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said hi to you Yesterday. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of time for, for greetings. Uh, we've all not seen each other in various amounts of time, but we're all here now, and that's what's important.
3: Yeah, uh, cool, reincarnate cool. takes a little bit, so okay. we, we might have to set a little time aside for it later.
1: Sure, but I figured that you should hold on to this clump.
3: I pocket the clump of hair well, that great. I plan to reincarnate later. Yeah. Oh,
1: by the way, can we say that I, um, as we were leaving the beach, uh, wrapped up Erlen's Sword in some uh, seaweed or something like that? So you have it? Yeah, I think I do. I think I have it. Okay. I think I was reaching for it, and then they teleported in. I didn't touch it yet. Uh, And then before we left, I uh, probably, you know, with whatever materials we had in the bag of holding, uh, tried to wrap it up in the same way that we've wrapped up similarly cursed objects in the past. Right on. Cool. Um, So you have it in your pack? Yeah, I'll say I have it in my pack. Okay, you have it in your pack. Because I I probably am still skeptical of the fact that it is cursed and emitting a plague, so um, I'm immune to it, so hopefully... Keeping it on me will keep keep it from uh, spreading. Great. Great. Um, So you guys
2: go over to the castle. You enter, and you find some of your higher-ranking friends amongst other leaders. Um, You see Mima, Erdan, Coldain, along with generals and captains, uh, old folks from the Druid circle of Mm. the Crick. Um, You're in the war room lined with bookshelves and full of arcane gadgets. Um, Erdan stands at the head of the projection pool, the one they use to kind of draw plans. He looks extremely tired. You know, he was like holding that giant shield up for a long time. You see, as you guys enter, they're already kind of in the middle of like everybody's talking. Jaina Bronzebeard is in there as well. You see Jaina and Coldana stuff like give you guys a nod as you enter. Sup? What? yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> what is we... up? I'm just saying. Just You're just so saying up. Up? Yeah, I'm just saying. What's up?
5: Yeah, stand up.
2: You're in the war room. Get over the table and don't <laughs> say what's
1: up. <laughs> okay. Just nod sorry. And we walk. don't
3: sup yeah. in the war in the war room. I'm, sup, yeah. I'm Moonshine Sabbath. Yeah, I click Moosh-
1: my heels and salute and say sup. It's our first time in a
5: war room, so I just <laughs> didn't know what to be, I was supposed to say. Like sup, and you see, it's so, all. Okay, now let's just
2: focus on the. Mima goes. Room, I mean, I say sup, but to be fair, you have been in a war room before. You've been in this exact one. Yeah. yeah, we have. We've talked Sorry. before. A hard
3: one fell asleep during that one. <laughs> <laughs> It's
5: trancing, actually. <laughs> I did see you and Olfgar kind of over by the finger foods for a really long time.
3: Danishes make them sleepy. Yeah.
5: yeah. I had uh, not one Danish, Sorry, but two. Tra- you know what they say is uh, two is better than one. <laughs> <laughs> I whispered to Moonshine. I came I, up with that.
3: I think Hardwin forgot how to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's been a problem. It's growing. I know we got a lot of other things going on, but.
2: I'll add it to the list. <laughs> um, so you guys see. <laughs> 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 uh, you guys see, Erdan is super tired and he's already like a little bit humorless. And he mm-hmm. goes, Very funny, very good, everyone. All right, <laughs> gather around. Listen, we've gotten word from Hill home. Luckily, there weren't. Many casualties there, their buildings and structures are particularly adept at weathering a storm, but still their farms and um, many of their crops have died and we don't know what else is to come in the coming days. So we'll offer anyone That needs refuge in our city, refuge. My mages are currently working on getting more platforms in the air so that we can expand. And we'll have a shield up to block the rain um, in the next day or so.
3: I can also control weather here and there.
2: Uh, Yeah, Um, Mima pops up. She goes, I I think we would be able to help, especially if there was some kind of arcane bubble up. We could control the weather in here. And then on top of that, my druids can definitely uh, handle food for everyone. So we don't got to worry about crops.
1: We can get our food by magical means. Um, So we're probably in the
2: best position that we could be in right
4: now.
1: So um, did you say that the people from Hillholm were going to be moving to Gladeholm or they're staying there and they're just going to, they're sending people to Hillholm to fortify it? Um, You see Erdan goes...
2: We'll um, send some mages there and set up a teleportation circle, and we'll
1: bring anybody who wants to come to
2: Glade Home. It, Glade Home is the safest place for everyone right now.
1: Great. Just if you could make sure that Martha Togold knows that I'm here and that I'm safe, I, I would appreciate that. If I specifically see her, I will tell her that. And tell her if, she, if her kitchen's in working
3: order. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you scry on has. your mother? Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. You see, <laughs>
1: like, goes, we're in like, like, like a meeting, but I like yeah. Erdan,
2: yeah. Erdan's like, all right. I Feel like we're super concerned about texting. your mom right now. I'm not texting. Just so we can focus up. Let's just scry in the projection pool because there's sort of a misunderstanding going on about. You seem to think that I would go and meet every individual <laughs> person, and I don't. I don't know that that would happen. So why don't we just scry in your mother here? I would appreciate make that. Make sure she's okay. Thank you. He waves his hand at the projection pool, Moonshine um, waves Rosaline over it, and you see that Martha Togold and um, Nana Kindleaf are with a bunch of other people.
3: Nana Kindleaf survived the apocalypse, oh. well, 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 on Werther's Originals alone, <laughs> no doubt. You know
1: what? I think there's something extra on those Werther's Originals. Yeah. My or good Lord. A and my, punch. My bear uncle is dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? Uh, Martha Togold and um, Nanakine Leaf are hunkered down inside a um, hobbit hole that's being kind of used as a bunker. Mm. They're packed in there with a bunch of other halflings. Amongst them is Scoutmaster
3: Denny. What?
5: Honestly, (laughs) I'm proud of the guy for not bending the knee.
3: Yeah, that's true. You know what? I do feel that way.
5: There's... Somebody must have held his body up, right? <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: that, or maybe he had like maybe he had like a Charlie horse or something. Mm. His legs weren't working. You could have yeah.
1: passed out from fear when TheaLa appeared. Uh,
3: Absolutely. You know what it probably That's was? What happened?
1: Yeah, is he passed out and he just went like totally stiff,
3: totally limp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then his He's just legs couldn't up, yeah. even. And he just slipped through the whole thing. Yeah, he, as you he guys, looks well
5: rested.
2: As you guys are reasoning through all of this and everything, you actually you hear some of their conversation because you can hear things in a Scry, and you hear Martha Togold go you know, Danny, I'm actually proud of you. I, I can't believe uh, you didn't go with the big scary god lady. And he goes, yep, well, you know, I got kind of nervous when she was saying how, uh, you know, the evil would be punished and whatnot, but I wasn't sure where white collar crimes and whatnot <laughs> so, kind of
4: right, went yeah. So, uh, yeah. so
5: went he was there. too scared to bend the so knee and too scared sure. to not. And I see,
2: also on top I of that, see. even when I decided to bend the knee, I guess when I was in sort <laughs> so of, when I was just crumpled uh, <laughs> on the ground, <laughs> sort of um, knees to chest, in the fetal position, that
3: apparently doesn't
2: count as um, kneeling. So I got
3: to stick around. Ah, Respect. We we probably shouldn't have listened to that whole thing. Yeah,
1: respect's back at zero, I guess. I'm not glad I heard it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, So yeah, so um, everybody starts talking about kind of the different areas of the world. You know that Home wasn't hit as hard as other places, but they're still going to let the halflings up there. You also hear from Coldain that the Great Wall of Frostwind fell during the Cataclysm and that Mm -hmm. um, there were other giant tribes and stuff in the area, so they are using this opportunity to attack um, and that the Frost Dwarves up there, the ones who survived, are in a lot of trouble. So, um,
3: What happened to the rift during all this?
2: uh, You hear Erdan goes, it tore open more, but um, Theola targeted the Feywild as well as the Material Plane. So Because of
3: that rift?
1: I I can't be sure. I
3: mm. see.
1: Hey, don't don't worry about it. She would have gotten there one way or another. Yeah. You did the right thing.
3: Well, we'll find out.
1: Hey, there's a lot more right things to do. I know. Yeah.
2: Erdan offers to set up teleportation circles in Frostwind to try to get more people out. Um, you see Jaina chimes in as they're talking about the dwarves and stuff, and she goes, Unfortunately, I don't... I don't think there's really any way to help iron deep i fear we've saved everyone there is to save and king meganis is still missing he sent me to retrieve an airship to try to save as many people as possible but the last i saw him he was heading out of the mountains and back into the city of iron deep i think he wanted to help as many people as he could i think he felt he'd be a coward if he fled while this city still stood. But that means that he may be lost and his king's hammer with it.
5: Jenny, if he, even, if he's, even if he's dead, we've got to find him. We have to bring him back and bury him with his people. I don't know if now's the time to be
2: sentimental hard one. But you see Coldain puts his hand on your shoulder and he goes... On the other hand, that King's hammer should not fall into the wrong hands.
1: Oh, that's true.
5: Okay, so it seems like we got a guy or a hammer to find. Two things are better than one. <laughs> 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 I've always said that. Everyone's
2: insanely
5: quiet. <laughs> Alright, Whisper, copyright Laszlo. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> hey, I I always wanted to go back to Iron Deep. I didn't really want it. Go back to it as as rubble, but if someone's got to find this hammer, I wanna I wanna volunteer and help.
2: You see, Jaina nods and she goes, "Hardon, believe me, there's there's nothing I'd want more than to bury our king properly to find the prized weapon of the dwarves. I I just feel like we're being selfish." And you see, Meemaw pipes up, and she goes, "We've got." 39 days until TheaLa comes back. And I think the elephant in the room here is that y'all are the only four that have faced her and ever survived. So getting that King's Hammer is actually a priority because we need y'all to be as strong as possible.
3: Yeah, I was kind of getting that impression. It seems like we've got a decent arcane and magical infrastructure here and the thing that needs to be tended to the most seems to be Theala.
2: you see Mimon nods and she smiles and she goes moonshine if we can keep the people of the world from killing each other and going hungry do you think you could handle a little thing like a rogue god
3: well, as long as she don't have three hearts, I think we'll be fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, she lets out a big laugh. She goes, that's my girl, that's my girl. <laughs> she doesn't
1: have three hearts, right? You uh, don't know that? You see Erdan goes, no, I think, it's, I
2: think it's just the two.
1: Okay, all right, let's just keep an eye. Yeah, you know, keep your hearts locked down, I guess. If you know any gods, give them a phone call.
2: <laughs> um, and you see uh, uh, Jaina uh, kind of uh, smiles and nods, and she goes, well, if I get to do the selfish thing and the right thing... Two things are better than one.
5: I always <laughs> said that, <laughs> that baby. Hard one.
3: <laughs> Let's go
2: home. Uh-huh. I whisper yeah.
3: copyright last time. Copyright go. last
2: <laughs> <long>. <laughs> copyright who? <laughs> hard one, right? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> um, and you see, as as you guys are kind of discussing um that you will be the ones to fight Theala, which is kind of which was kind of like the unspoken thing as you guys were walking in. Erdan goes, I don't want to put any of you in this position, but you do have the best chance. If there is Anything we can give to you, Moonshine, by all means, keep the thinking cap for now.
3: Yeah, for now. Yeah, I can keep borrowing it. That's fine with me.
2: You hear Dijuana in your head, I go, there is no
6: borrowing
3: the
2: th- Noothial Queen
3: of Elves. Okay, then, Dijuana, what am I doing? Am I stealing it? Erdan goes, who are you speaking to? Excuse me, you're being rude. You're interrupting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dijuana Yes, I'm just borrowing this thing, okay. There is no borrowing. It's just, it's just like you ever lent someone a book and they end up just keeping it for a while.
1: Hard one. I think she's sleep talking, trancing. <laughs> I am asleep. I was asleep also.
3: <laughs> so yes, thank you, Erdan. I will borrow it a bit longer, and it will find its way back to its home, its Glade home.
2: All right. Well. We're going to get to work on rebuilding and maintaining society. I think there's going to be a rise in nihilism um, as a bunch of people think the world is about to end. So we'll also need to um,
1: figure out ways to keep everyone safe. Like a robust theater review, probably. Mm
5: -hmm. The arts have to thrive at a time like (laughs) this. Yeah, I think
3: I think what we want to do is a series of making sure people are well fed, but also. Robust arts grants. I would
1: say like a lot of food and a lot of farce yeah. would be my uh, food and farce. Yeah, my retinue. You
2: see, um, uh, Mima goes. I'll make sure that Old Cobb goes on a <laughs> on a comedy tour. Send uh, him a, out. New, a new hour. You do. Yeah, you've got to keep it. Cobb,
3: I gotta tell you, you,
2: now is the time Bahamia to keep it light. Is lucky
3: to have you. We
2: are going to make Old Cobb the minister of keeping it light. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Although maybe it's keeping it dark since the all is all about the light.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it's about
3: getting dark, huh? Yeah. Okay. Let's get dark,
5: the getting dark comedy
1: tour. Yeah. I like, I like
3: that. Might be a nice evolution the, yeah. for you as a performer I've as ever well. thought about doing
1: necrotic comedy? <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. and your new 3 month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com/papa that's mintmobile
0: Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody.
2: So the meeting winds down and you guys are dismissed. Um, now, we are going to do a little time jump because we're obviously not going to play the entire um, 39 next days until we get to Theala. Though I um, would. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do some training, some meeting with people, some tying up loose ends. Hard One has agreed uh, to help Jaina and the dwarves. The misadventures search. of
5: H- Hard One
2: and Jaina. <laughs> Looking for Montage the time. Um, so is there anything that you guys want to do that day? And then we'll start cutting to the things that you guys mm. are doing.
3: Um, I mean, I can reincarnate Gunther. Yeah. Okay. Sweet.
5: Don't worry, Red. He might come back even prettier than he was before. All right. Uh, I don't (laughs) know if that's that's possible.
2: (laughs) Uh, Sweet. So the first night, you guys all gather around. You have a few drinks. It's like a little bit of a celebration. You guys have the fur in the middle of the room. Um, I'll say a lot of the higher-ranking people like Mima and Erdan and Lucanus are off kind of helping people get set up and everything. Mm is helping create food. Erdan is helping with the infrastructure and everything like that. Um, But like Egwene uh, and Cobb and Red uh, are with you guys. We've uh, got like good members. A lot of the members of the Gugon Gang are here. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of the members uh-huh. of the Gugon Gang. Um Mavris is um, missing because, of course, he cares so much about his students. He had to go check on them. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. Respect.
3: Classic Mav. There's so
1: many books left to be destroyed. <laughs> yes,
3: exactly.
2: Um, so yeah, so Balnor's there with you guys and everything. Um, everybody's having drinks and um, catching up. But you see, Egwene is kind of like sullen in the corner, and she's kind of uh, she's got a beer, uh, and she's <laughs> just like sipping it and staring off in the corner. Sweet. So as you guys are having this kind of reverse funeral um, for Gunther, what are you what are you guys doing? Oh,
1: we probably still eulogize Gunther.
3: Yeah, pass around the clump of fur and say mm-hmm. our favorite memory.
1: Yeah. Remember that time we tried to sell them drugs because we didn't know them yet?
3: Shit, that was going to be my memory, too. (laughs) Ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the only thing I know of him. (laughs) You see, Red
2: takes the hair and he goes, we did so much drugs. We used to, um, there was this crazy guy. We used to call him Deadeye. Uh, And we used to go nuts with him in Smuggler's Bounty. We used to snort Arcane off of Gunther's ass. It was such a big ass. We could do so many drugs off of
3: it. Tell
1: us everything. And then... Make Gunther tell it all to us again once he's back. Uh, you see, um, Red uh, tells a raunchy
2: tale
5: of <laughs> drug use. Oh wow, wow! Were you, hey, were you guys fucked up when you uh, left me at the at the base of the Dwarfenage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just when I was an infant hey, and I was in your hey, care.
3: Uh, I was just rela- uh,
5: just relax.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I go over hey. and I drink
2: a beer yeah. with
5: Egwene.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, hard one. You go over with Egwene uh, and she goes. <laughs> Having fun at the
5: party? You having fun nursing that beer, loser? <laughs> I, I shot kind of. <laughs> Easy.
1: Wait, you, is it like a tankard of ale and you like punch a hole in the side of the of cup? Hole,
5: yeah, punch a hole through a stone, stone
1: tankard. <laughs> what the
5: hell are you doing? I pass out.
2: <laughs> it, you collapse. Egwene uh, walks off. After an hour, um, go ahead and roll a D100 to see what Gunther comes back Ooh. as.
3: Eighty-one.
2: <laughs> oh my God, what is it? You guys see the clump of hair. How do you have it set up, Moonshine? How do you, How are you imagining um, your little spell circle?
3: Um, I think we're all in a little circle. And then I've just gathered assorted bones and whatnot and made a circle around the clump of hair. And then the clump of hair is right in the center.
2: Uh, so you see this clump of hair in the center begins rapidly expanding and forming this broad-shouldered very, very big bear. You see, like, all the hair starts growing. Um, it looks like Gunther is reforming as himself. You see, like, a lot of his, like, strong features and everything, but then you see skin starts filling in, like, Uh-oh. pink pigment. What? Is and that- in the end, Gunther comes back as a human. <gasps> oh!
3: Malora, and he's got this
2: big, thick beard. He comes out as this big, burly human, um, and he sits up and he looks at his hands and he looks out and he goes, ah, ah. he starts speaking in like bear folk talk, and he, and uh, Red goes, oh my god, Gunther, you're disgusting. Look
1: at you. <laughs> It'll fill in. It'll fill in.
4: <laughs> ah, ah.
3: Oh, <laughs> you say like just, everybody uh, loves ramen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 I just kind of fly in a towel. <laughs> Um uh, yeah, you see uh old Cobb and everybody laughs as um Gunther reappears healthy. Um now in human form, I'm um, just a very, very hairy human. <laughs> you see, after a second, Gunther is just like happy to be back. Red kind of ribs him for being a human now and Aww. not having not having fur eh,
5: I guess I can't call you furball anymore, huh? Um, He's <laughs> still pretty fuzzy.
2: <laughs> uh Gunther picks him up, um, and gives him a big hug and embraces him, pulls all you guys in and you guys have a nice night of drinking. Um Singing songs and um, hanging out with your friends that you haven't seen in a while.
5: Can I ask Papa to give me a stick and poke tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> you see, Papa's a little bit drunk. <laughs> Just like you know, whatever fucking happens <laughs> to us, I want to remember. Dude, I want one. I want <laughs> one too, man. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. You want Balnor? You want to get matching fucking tattoos? Let's do it. Papa, whatever you want, man. Careful, because he's going to bleed a lot when <laughs> His blood's thin right now. <laughs> Papa goes and uh, stabs
2: into Balnor. You see, he starts giving Balnor a tattoo, looks really focused up, and it looks like a really rudimentary version of Gunther's body.
5: I don't know if we need matching tattoos.
2: <laughs> what did he draw on me? Like a cool skull? Um, There's a skull yeah. in it.
5: Yeah, it's essentially a you, skull. You see, he
2: looks in a mirror. He, you just drew a guy on me, Papa. What's the matter with you? Rear! 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 I know we just resurrected him, but he, I don't need a
1: tattoo
6: of him. I thought you were going to give me like a sword or something, man.
1: Rear.
5: That's
2: cool.
1: I'll take a sword,
2: Papa. <laughs> yeah, I take
1: a sword. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> uh You see,
2: he, he does a sword on you. Uh, hard one that says uh, "R.I.P. Gunther" on it. Why
5: is fine? here. And you hear? He's are, he thinks that they're like these are holiday
1: tattoos for Gunther's like birthday. I'm starting to regret getting a test ta- a tattoo from a possum. Hey, really kind know. of his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Hard one. You're not talking like yourself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are all drunk and merry, um, and you guys all go to sleep for the night. Hard one. As you are sleeping tonight. Trancing. As you trance for the night, (laughs) do you sleep with the king's hammer near you, would you say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You Oh, I do. You are holding the hammer. You are um, spooning I the hammer. Cuddling up to it
5: like it's my girlfriend. <coughs> oh.
1: Cuddling up to the hammer. I spoon
5: the hammer.
2: Talking to the dwarf daddies as you go to sleep. Dude, I'm trying to sleep, man. I'm trying oh, to trance. Fucking trash.
5: Go guys. to bed. I know, man. The room is spitting. Dude, we were there. You, you got see put, that You room. got to
2: put one foot on the ground, man. <laughs> I keep telling you that.
5: All the
6: people. You got there. the. We're gonna have to. We're only supposed to come out once a day, but we're gonna have to turn you over if I'm you so keep going my on your back.
5: Boots, come on. All right, they'll
2: take your boots off. Yeah. You see the dwarf daddies come out and take your boots off. <laughs> Meanwhile, Balnor just fully passed down in the corner of the room, just bent over in like child's pose, <laughs> snoring his, super loud. His tattoo just like catching the moonlight. <laughs> um, but hard one. As you fall asleep. Clutching the king's hammer, you have a dream. It feels real, though. It feels like a vision. Hard, when you close your eyes and you have a vision of King Grimthorne McGannis rushing into the crumbling city of Iron Deep with a few knights at his side. The pillars at the entryway of the city are collapsing. You see dwarves are fleeing, but he's running the other way, he's running in. He and his knights set to lifting people out of rubble, freeing people wherever they can. You see a nearby tunnel that you know leads to a neighborhood has collapsed and there are dwarves stuck behind it and him and a bunch of other people start pulling rocks down and um, those guys are able to start crawling through the wreckage and get out and start running through the entrance. And then you see a giant fissure cracks in the ground. You know the way Iron Deep is set up Um, Essentially that there are descending rings of neighborhoods that go down the mountain. Mm -hmm. And what you're seeing here is the entire top ring breaking essentially. So you see King Meganus as well as thousands of other dwarves begin falling in an avalanche of rock and dirt. You see him slide over the edge of the top ring and begin plummeting through the center of the lower ones, just falling in dirt and debris as he flails his arms. You see the king's hammer slips from his grasp and you see he disappears into darkness. Go ahead and give me a perception check or an insight check as this happens.
5: The 23. Jesus.
2: You see that as he's falling back. It doesn't just look like he's falling into darkness and that there's no lights down there and he's, he's falling into an area that's dark. It looks like he's being, like, swallowed by darkness. You wake up the next day.
5: <sighs> oh, God damn it! My head hurts.
2: Oh man! Right. Did I sleep the whole night in child's pose? My back <laughs> is destroyed.
5: Yeah, Jesus. I thought yoga was supposed to
2: help you. You, you took your boots off. You couldn't help me, man.
5: Last <laughs> night I thought that too was a lot smaller, but it is. Yeah. God, it takes up your full lower back, dude. Uh, it's, I'm destroyed. Um, I gotta find. I gotta find Jaina. Hard
2: one. you run off to find Jaina. Um, yeah, you find her. She is uh, getting an airship ready. It looks like they're putting together an excavation crew. You see a bunch of dwarves. Um, you see like six airships getting ready to go down, all full of dwarves. Um, some you recognize, maybe people who grew up uh, sort of adjacent to the Bronzebeard family, like lesser members of the Bronzebeard family and stuff. As you run up, uh, you see uh, Jaina's all ready to go, and she goes, "Hard one, you're late.
5: Am I? I... I got a little uh i got a little was there a there. thing last night well, uh no <laughs> there was a there was a reincarnation. it's not really like a party, it was just like an intimate gathering. it wasn't oh. anything. it wasn't anything big right, cool yeah, no, we're good um <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, jana, I had i guess more than a dream, like a vision like I saw what happened to McGannis.
2: you saw what happened to him
5: yeah he. He was swallowed by darkness. Do you want to interpret that for me?
2: Uh, I'll have her go ahead and do an (laughs) anti-check. That is an actual mad one. (laughs) (laughs) You mean like a monster ate him or something? You had a nightmare, hard one.
5: You know, either way, he's... We're not going to... I don't think we're going to find him, but maybe we can... Maybe we can still help his cause if we, can, if we can get you that hammer. Get me the hammer, Hard One. As far as
2: I know, you have two of them, right? Yeah, I already have two. What do I need a third hammer for? Look, you and Moonshine and Beverly have been tasked with facing Theala, and you need all the help you can get, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let my dwarven pride stand in the way. I'm still going to kick your ass... You can have that hammer.
5: As long as it helps me kick the Allah's ass, you can kick my ass afterwards.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now get on the ship. We're going to go down. We're going to look for our king,
5: or at least his fucking hammer.
2: So now we're going to do a little bit of a time jump. Moonshine, what would you like to do Um, with the next few weeks? So hard one. You begin getting to work helping Jaina and the other dwarves go through the valley, looking just looking under rocks. Just looking under rocks. Well, it's a little bit fancier than that. They have magical items and stuff that are basically like locate objects that are like homing beacons that are looking for the king's hammer. Um, You guys get to the city proper and begin excavating that, Um, but we'll cut to that. It's going to take days. It's going to take weeks. Cool. I'm in charge of playlists. You are in charge of playlists. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Moonshine, what would you like to do um, for the next few weeks?
3: Um, I guess I don't really, I don't think I have any business until about 10 days before. Mm, Okay. I think that's when my gas would run up on uh, Pendergreens, right? Okay. Uh, So, but until then, I do want to try and scry on Theala every single day. Mm. Um, I want to ask some people about like what kind of weaknesses they all might have. If like, if Pallor had any weaknesses since she, she has his heart now, if P'lore had any weaknesses, she might have inherited. If, you know, if, if she's weak to darkness, if she's weak to undead or. So you're,
2: you're trying to do research. You're looking trying to through do some like research. The... I'm, I'm
3: reading the book. Lucanus gave me, I'm, I'm reading books. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of just trying to do that stuff until, uh, this about, 10 days before.
2: Sweet. I'll say you spend a lot of time in the libraries. Wow. Um, go
3: ahead. Books.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say, go ahead and we'll say, give me history checks with advantage.
3: 21.
2: Erdan is able to take you to like a restricted section of the library. Wow. Um, and he really talks. <laughs> this, I'm, I've never known you were so interested in, in mean, all of this arcane research.
3: I'll be honest. This is not how I hoped to spend <laughs> my end of days here, but <laughs> this is what I need to do. So this is where I am. So, you luckily see... I learned how to read. I think it's <laughs> overrated. But...
2: You start reading books about Pelor, and you find some that are specifically about the first people of Bohemia, like ancient books that survived earlier cataclysms there was a time when gods lived on this plane with the people that they created but it led to great wars and that's when the pact of the gods was made and they were all separated Um, you know that since the is not an original god she did not make this pact so that she would be able to come here so you know that um, she has already been here and that she will come back she will likely follow through on her promise you learn the type of people that pelor created he created halflings like bev he created um humans mm-hmm. and the early versions of them were like angels and even ones that had nefarious intentions it it was less it was less about angels being good and more like angels are a species mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you can gather from that that despite Theala being somebody who's despotic and fascist that she is still going to have ways to heal herself likely um pelor was able to curse people. Uh, You guys had read a long time ago, back when you were in Moonstone, and you were reading stories to the green teen, that he is the one who cursed vampires and made it so they couldn't go out in the sun. So you can assume that Theala will be able to cast curses on people. You can assume that she wouldn't be able to do something arcane, like something like a power word kill or something, but you know that one of the most powerful things she would be able to do is something called a divine word and you recognize Divine Word as being the spell she cast on you and Scrumper when she deafened you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys had been more weakened, she could have killed you instantly with that.
3: Okay. So I'm not, I'm more getting information that lets me know what I'm going up against, but not necessarily how to go up against it. Is there anything in any of these tomes about Counterspell that Mavericks does all the time?
2: You want to learn the spell Counterspell?
3: why not? I'm in a fucking (laughs) library. I might as well get something for it. (laughs) I'm
1: (laughs) I'm like at the door to the library, but I'm not going in. And I'm just like so proud of moonshine.
3: (laughs) When I was mean, just like a college student, like finishing a fucking paper during midterms, just miserable and like coked up on Starbucks. Uh,
5: hard one's out there, turning over a giant boulder. Being at least I'm not fucking reading.
4: <laughs> TM Laszlo.
5: Here's what I would let
2: you do. Okay. I will let you either not do an ability to score improvement, or lose a feat.
3: i I will. Ooh. I will... Look, there's no stealth in anymore. I'll sacrifice wood elf magic to Fuck, learn a yeah. counter True, yeah. spell. The gauntlet
5: has been thrown.
2: Yeah, hard.
3: there's no passing without trace with a fucking all-knowing nah, dual divine it. heart.
2: Okay, here's what I'm going to say, Munchen. Um, You can retrain a feat. Uh, basically, you're spending all your time indoors. Instead of like spending it out amongst nature, you're reading books. You're trying to figure out the best way to beat Theala. The best thing you can think to do is to be able to stop her from killing your friends. Yeah, Go ahead and roll a d4, and that is how many spells you will need to give up to prepare counter spell, in addition to losing the feat. Wow, three. So in order,
3: It's memorizing to, not spell slots.
2: It is it not spell slots, okay. but in order for you to prepare counter spell, it is like you are preparing three spells.
3: I'll okay. go for it. Nice. I'm sweet.
2: In. So Moonshine, you spend a lot of time learning Counterspell. You probably even I'm spend... miserable
3: about it. You're miserable. Next time <laughs> y'all see me, I'm pale. I'm sallow in the eyes.
1: I'm bringing Moonshine like red eyes. <laughs> Shit, did you in? get jaundice? <laughs> I'm
3: pretty sure.
1: I come in with a little box and I say, this is from Erdan. And I open it up and it's a pair of Pince nez glasses.
3: <laughs> I put them on. <laughs> Damn, these pinch my nostrils. You
1: look great. Honestly- <laughs> Never thought I'd see this look, <laughs> but it works.
2: Papa is bringing you out all of these big books. Oh.
3: Thanks, Papa.
2: He also tries to bring out storybooks for you to read him and he just like kind of casually slides Papa, them like. Read the room. room.
3: <laughs> read the room. Mear. 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 Do we have time for this? Mear. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the end of the days and you really want to have some little leisure time. Mear. Here's here's a gift certificate. Go to the spa. <laughs> He, he happily bites a gift certificate out of your hand and scrambles off.
2: Uh, you see, um, Lucanus is also in the library studying. He goes, I see you've re-gifted another one of my gifts. I thought, I thought we were going to go to that spa together.
3: All right. You know what, people, Luke? I think it's, I've, I've said this before, it's the fucking end of days. Maybe we pocket our grudges and save them for a win. All right. Wins.
2: I'll go to the spa with Papa, who apparently <laughs> yeah. is my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Lucanus. The countess goes on.
1: <laughs> Incredible.
2: Um, okay, so uh, Moonshine is spending most of her time um, trying to learn Counterspell. Bev, what are you doing?
1: Um, I've got a lot of stuff that I want to do, but I think first and foremost, um, I did take this sword, uh, because I it's Erlen's sword. I can't just leave it there. Mm-hmm. But I'm really worried about it. Uh, it's been wrapped up in my bag until now, but uh, I think I probably... Call uh, Erdan over. Um, I, you know what? I, I set up maybe like a, a, a tiny hut off to the side. Um, I like borrow, uh, Moonshine's wand and I like cast a little Liamon's discreet hut. Okay. Uh, for us to meet up in. Sweet.
2: Um, yeah, you use the wand. Um, you cast Liamon's tiny hut. You probably had to borrow it from mama. Who now? Has oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you borrow it from mama. You use a little hut. Um, you call, uh, Erdan over, um, Erdan, uh, is quite busy. It takes a little bit, but yeah. eventually he comes over to you, to you. Um, he looks a bit frazzled and he goes, uh, Beverly, um, what can, what can I help you with?
1: Well, first of all, I, I got you this latte. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, appreciate just, it. Could always use the caffeine. Absolutely. Um, it's actually, it's just froth milk, but. I don't know why you would just give me milk. <laughs> you seem
2: like a milk guy. I Okay, is that what you wanted? You called me here. To, I'm leaving no, no, a whole no, no, city no. that is just <laughs> overcome with people, and it's the end of the days. And you've you've come here to just make fun
1: of me? No, absolutely not. Okay, it's just, you're a little stressed. I thought the milk yeah, would calm me down. Extremely stressed. Maybe just why take a would sip?
2: milk calm me down? It's soothing. All right, what do you want, Beverly?
1: Okay, all right. So we were at the beach in Galateron, uh, and I saw the the horseman on the white horse.
2: Okay, so um, I'm gonna assume that you guys have kind of filled in Erdan and all those other people about these wraiths that you guys saw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And they kind of fill you in. It is obviously the same as the biblical horses. Mm -hmm. So the the way it works in this universe is basically that they are all um, animated spells, essentially. Mm -hmm. So the death one, the one on the pale horse is essentially like power word kill as Mm -hmm. a being. Um, Mm -hmm. Then the red horse is war. The um, white horse is pestilence. And the black horse is famine. So you tell Erdan that you saw the white horse. Um, and he goes, you saw the white horse in Galateron.
1: Yes. It was very far away, um, and I couldn't tell if it was maybe like a, a cool centaur floating at first, but then he corpse-strided over to me and attacked me with this sword, uh, and I pull it out. I don't take it out of the, the wrapping yet, but I like pull it out, and it it's Erlen's sword. And I know I... Should have left it on the beach, but I, I couldn't bring myself to just throw it away. The embodiment of
2: pestilence left a sword, and you brought it to a city full of refugees. And you see, you see, Erdan just passes out oh. <laughs> instantly. Oh, oh, oh! And you oh, can't oh. tell if he fainted or if it's something with the sword, <laughs> but he's just gone. Uh, uh I, go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. Oh, initiative. All right.
1: Uh. Uh, eight. Uh, eight. Um, Erdan got a six, so you go first. Okay. Um, I guess I will... You know what? I will cleansing touch him uh, okay. just in case he has been poisoned by the sword. Sweet.
2: As you hold your hand over him, um, you do not have a full kind of pact with a god yet, but you have been able to um, use holy
1: energy. Yeah, I've been, like, cobbling it together between Melora and the Dusk Mother,
4: exactly. I
2: guess.
1: Yeah. Um, so you. I'm s- on borrowed minutes.
2: You're on borrowed minutes. Mm-hmm. You summon some radiant energy, um, and you see... Erdan goes from struggling to breathe. He was essentially he mechanically. He was about to start doing death saving throws. He went to zero, oh. um, and you see, uh, he starts breathing normally, but he's still knocked the fuck out. And this is the first person who's been like near the sword outside of like it being inside of three bags.
4: Okay.
1: Um. I guess I, if I've got time, I touch hands him as well to stabilize him. Okay.
2: Um. Yeah. You bring him up to like uh, a few HP, and he goes, "Have you shown that sword to anyone else?" No. No one. He goes, put it back wherever you had it before. If it was in a bag, if it was in 10 bags, whatever it was in, I'm going to take this far away and I'm going to banish it.
1: Thank you. So you think maybe I should get Erlen another gift?
2: I think you should not bring diseased filled swords (laughs) to the city. And also you should throw out this milk. And not just because it probably has a disease now, but because it's an insane thing to give somebody. Okay? Okay. And then I think you should burn this hut down. Sure. Okay. Um, in Can fact, we should cut off this entire chunk. Burn down hut. I'm right. burn down, down. hut. Cut down this entire chunk of the
1: city. Cut down put city. The, wrap the sword. Wrap the put sword. Put it back
2: in the bag. Okay. I will take this. You see, um, he takes it and he <laughs> disappears.
1: I like start to drink the milk. I'm like, ah, and I throw it. Uh, And then I go about doing everything that Erdan told me to do. Sweet, Um, Yeah, you're able
2: to grab some mages. Um, They full-on, like, break. uh, They hear, like, the story about Erdan and are super freaked out. um, And um, you guys literally break off that part of the city, like some stone from this floating island, um, and send it off into the sky. Um, You guys destroy the hut. Erdan goes off and comes back after a little bit um, and just looks at you and shakes his head um, and walks away.
4: Is he
5: drinking, uh, like, a cappuccino or something?
4: <laughs> he looks to be
5: drinking, like, a super black coffee. No milk.
1: Black coffee. I write that down.
2: Okay. Um, is there anything else you would like to do? Well, I guess... Um, here's here's the good news about the Plague Sword. Uh-huh. Is that it worked so quickly on Erdan... Yeah? ...that you can generally gather that it probably didn't infect anyone else because it worked truly so quickly.
5: Cool.
3: (laughs) I'm glad that... That it probably didn't?
5: Yeah. Good to know. Um, Um, Maybe the other thing you should do with your 40 days is uh, walk around Gladehome and see if anyone uh, has passed out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Just Um, walk around greater restoring people.
5: I'm just gonna do a quick census of the
3: entire population (laughs) of
2: Gladehome. Um, if you want to go to, like, the, if you want to, like, tell Lucanus what happened and go to the Allcaster and just do a cleansing touch on the city, it's not a bad idea. That
1: sounds like a beautiful plan. Sweet.
2: I'll say even Erdan suggests that. We should just be safe. Just give the the crystal a quick tap.
1: Give the crystal a quick tap. See, this
2: is why we have it. People thought... It was weird that we had the saw caster, thought Seems it was dangerous, great. Seems great but it's to me. great. Um, Erdan leads you down. You do a cleansing touch just to be safe, uh, and the entire city essentially <laughs>
1: gets the um, pestilence sword vaccine. <laughs> Vaccinations are important. Everyone should get them. <sighs> well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Coffee? Go home, Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right. <laughs>
2: Um, I'm telling your mother about this, uh, (laughs) Er, Erdan walks up. Um, That
1: guy needs a vice president or something.
2: uh, Bev, uh, what do you want to do with kind of the rest of your time?
1: Um, Okay, after that that scare, (laughs) uh, I think Beverly is realizing that he needs all the help he can get as far as defending himself and his friends goes. Um, He's also stuck in a weird position where he doesn't actually have a source of power. Um, He's Uh just kind of leaning on other deities and like whoever... Whatever source of power he can muster for a spell, so he needs to get a solution to that. So I think he um, he gets uh, some, co- he, you know, he gets another coffee uh, and heads over to the library with a proposition for a moonshine.
2: Sweet. Um, Moonshine, uh, you see, as you're studying this uh, counter spell, huh. uh, I'll, I'll say probably it's probably getting near the end of the day. The sun is going huh. down. Hard one has probably like come in. Uh, he's done with his day <laughs> of excavating. Ruddy bronze,
4: <laughs> it, dirt oh. under the super, fingernails. Yeah, he's got his wipe
3: your tan water. all over me. <laughs> Give me your sunshine and fresh air. Balnor, super tan. <laughs> he's
2: just been outside doing squats, Books trying to get jacked are up.
3: overrated. Okay, <laughs> hey. you know what? I, mean, I don't know if it's that. Maybe it's just that everyone who writes a book is kind of a jerk.
5: Well, the, the, the author of Ulfgar Goes Punch got it right. And I yeah. feel like mm-hmm. why do you have to write another book after that? When
3: you start out reading, they're all so sweet and nice. Mm-hmm. But the more complicated and intricate they get, the more biased and heavy-handed they get.
1: It's true, yeah. Um, history is written by the winners. Copyright Laszlo. Mm. Um, I got you this coffee. Uh, it's, it's a red eye. Uh, I put just a little bit of mud at the bottom for you.
3: Thank you
4: so much.
1: Mud in your mud? Yeah, I yeah, thought you might you like that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hard one. This is just a, a, a beer that I just like put some coffee beans in the bottom of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the barista gives me a lot of weird looks when I go over there. You're inventing your own shit. You know, (laughs) just trying stuff out. We got uh, 30 days to really figure ourselves out in addition to how we're going to defeat the Allah. But speaking of that, um, Moonshine, how would you like to... Get out of the library for a bit. Help me out with a ritual.
3: Desperately. Ritual? (laughs) That sounds like something we could do out in the open nature. You're grabbing my hand really hard. Follow me.
4: (laughs) Get me away from these books.
2: Uh, So, yeah, Moonshine, if you want to help Bev out with a ritual, I will say, um, yeah, you're able to take him to, like, the water garden outside of Glahome Castle. Um, You see that the weather here now, after a few days, I'll say at this point, it's been probably less than a week. I'll say, Moonshine, it's going to take you more time of studying to get Counterspell, but you are well on your way to learning it. So are you guys having anybody else there or anything? It has only been um, a few days uh, so far.
1: Yeah, if there's any other druids. I mean, like, I would love to get Meemaw in on it. Mama as well. I guess, like... Whoever is around, you know, we can get kind of like a party line going. Sweet. Yeah, hey. Oh god, moonshine.
3: <laughs> Don't look at me. <coughs>
1: it's the sun. Don't it's look so at me. bright off of your skin.
3: <laughs> look, the coolest thing about me right now is my Morpheus Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't comment on her sweatpants. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Yeah. So we're at the the water garden. Yeah. So you guys all um, gather around at the water garden.
2: You guys see that the weather here um, is actually under control. You guys have now have like a protective bubble up over the city. Uh, Not unlike Esri, so the rain is not constantly pouring down. Um, The druids have also been able to do some work to part the clouds and have a little sunlight coming through. Um, Mima and uh, the rest of the druids have been able to, like, add some greenery here with their druidic powers. Uh, You see two trees magically extend um, their branches and grow green leaves, creating an arc around you guys.
1: I feel like in this moment, uh, I'm surrounded by all these druids and people, and I'm kind of feeling the emptiness of the lack of p'lor even more than I normally do. Uh, and I, I turn to Moonshine, and I'm like, I don't know if I can even do this anymore. I don't... What do you mean? Like you, you've you still got your connection to the earth. The hard one's got the, the queen's hammer and the king's hammer. I don't have anything. I have no power I can draw forth anymore.
3: Well, I mean, Bev, my relationship with Malora is not like some special thing. I know that you and Pelora have sort of a special thing, but literally anyone can connect to malora Really? Yeah. I mean, like, you don't even really have to pledge yourself to her. malora doesn't really give you powers as much as she helps you find the powers that are already in you.
1: Maybe that's what I need.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she is not the kind of deity you work with in an exclusive or or jealous way. I mean, she'll she's also hurting right now. So, I mean, it, she'll she'll help you out. Okay. And I, and if at the end of it you're back with Palor, no skin off her back.
1: Okay, so she doesn't have uh, exclusivity carved in to no, her contract. No, she does not. That's great. Sounds awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess I've just been thinking about what Deadeye said
3: mm-hmm. all
1: that time ago about relying more on myself and those around me and I mean, less on the divine and those out of our reach.
3: I, I don't know if I'm speaking outside my bounds right now, but like... My relationship with my deity, you have always had a father figure. You have always had people that are the authority to you. But when you work with Melora, like I said, she's not giving you powers. You merely go searching for her inside yourself, and you open some door to try and find her, and then all these powers that were inside of you come spilling out.
1: You're the daddy now. So what you're saying is that I need to be my own dad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Akarat was on to something. Yeah. In that way.
3: Yeah, and vests. That's true. He was true. also on to vests. Yeah, you can't I knock that. something with vests.
1: It's true. Balmor is looking
3: really
2: stylish. Yeah. Yeah, thanks.
1: <laughs> you can put a shirt on under the vest, though, I think. No, it'll hide the tattoo.
4: <laughs> Did the I tattoo move? I started
1: to
5: like the tattoo. <laughs>
4: I
2: think Papa did a fine work on the on the coloring. Oh, I
1: see. I see you filled it in, and now he he colored it in. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, we know we we changed it. Yeah,
2: (laughs) he added a vest. (laughs) So,
5: wait—is the vest a tattoo?
2: Uh, No, the vest is a little vest I've pinned to my tattoo, and it it honestly hurts a lot. (laughs) I'm kind of just trying to stay through it. Don't do that. I'm kind of trying to not make a scene right now (laughs) because we're kind of. About to do a ritual. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But that's why also like us druids will you know, we'll make a nice scene for you, but this ritual it's especially with Melora, anything you do, it's it's deeply personal. I know you come from a religion that's really hierarchical and has ceremonies that go the same way for every single acolyte, but that this is just a different ball game.
1: I think I need something a little more personal. I think you do too. But also something A little more detached. I think I need both in equal measure. I think I need something within and then something surrounding. I think I need that equilibrium, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Y'all want to do some witch shit?
3: Let's do some witch shit. Let's do some witch shit. Yes, I'm not in the library. Give me that turtle
1: blood. (laughs) Um,
3: Yeah, that's right. It's your ritual, but we are going to all smear that blood all over us. Oh, Natch, of course.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess um, I rip off my shirt, I guess. (laughs) Um, As is custom. uh, I think what I do is I take the turtle blood and I pour it a little bit. Uh, I probably want to have enough for everyone to smear on themselves. Yeah, I'll
2: say um, Mima takes a little mortar and pestle thing um, and mixes the little drop of blood um, with some other kind of powder. Um, and hands you the little bowl.
1: Wonderful. Um, I take two fingers worth. I put it on my face, probably, uh, like under my eyes, and maybe like a, a mark on my forehead. Uh, and then I smear a lot on top of the amulet of Pelor.
2: Oh. Um, go ahead and give me a religion check with advantage.
1: Um, that is going to be a... Only a 13.
2: 13, okay, yeah. Bev, you rub a little bit of this powder um, over your amulet, um, and you do feel holy energy um, coming from the amulet and coming from yourself. Oh, I I felt a little something there, a little kick.
3: Yeah, (laughs) you know, she's a little seed. You start to water her, and crazy shit starts growing out.
2: Yeah, Mima goes,
3: Bev, I thought you
2: uh, were kind of getting away from the Green Knight thing.
3: This is just like... Because they always say, they always say that you don't go out to find Melora, you come home to her.
1: I think there's going to be more than one reincarnation this week. Uh, You see, um,
2: Mima smiles and nods, um, and as you're getting ready to kind of take your oath to become a green knight again. Um, you hear a voice pushing through the crowd. Oh, out of the way. I missed the first one. I missed the first one. Uh, he was away at camp. He mommy! was away at camp. Uh, you see Martha Togold runs out um, and gives you a big hug. Mom, Bev. oh,
1: you made it. Um, gives you a big Did hug. Did Erdan reach you? <laughs> I told him personally to go to you. Um, I don't. Which one was he? Pinson has little tiny glasses. Oh, he's,
2: uh, um, no, he wasn't there. Okay, all right. Um, it was some other wizards that weren't wearing little glasses. All right, that's a um, little rude, Just there was fine. one with big glasses.
4: Big glasses. Is that,
2: hmm. how big are his glasses? They're very small. Do we need small. to talk, about, should we talk about how big the glasses are be, right now? We can talk Oh my about God, later. I'm so glad you're alive. Uh, I'm gl- It's so face. good to see you. Oh my, oh my gosh. God, I'm so proud of you. I missed you so much. You. Thank you. All right, okay, I don't oh, want to yeah, get away your thing. You see, she backs up. Um, and then you hear another voice go, Hey, gang! Well, I figured if I was the first one to make your green knight,
3: I should make your green knight again.
5: I spear tackled Benny.
3: <laughs> go to make an athletics check. <laughs> I chuck a book at him.
5: Oh, no. Uh,
2: 19. (laughs) 19. Um, one tackles Denny. Ow, why? Uh, Falls down. Moonshine clobbers him with the book, and Denny is instantly knocked out.
3: Yeah. (laughs) See, now
2: that's how you use them books. Yeah. That's good. I
3: know. They're multifaceted. Certainly a more fun way to use them.
1: Oh, this ritual is already off to a perfect start. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you all
2: for coming. How about this? Uh, You see, um, Mima goes over, um, and she grabs the paper um, that Denny had in his hands. (laughs) And she goes, all right, let's do this the right way. Please repeat after me, Beverly Togold. The Green Knights fight with all their might.
1: The Green Knights fight with all their might. And through no slight, we make things right. And through no slight, we make things right. But should the Knights' blight dim our sight, But should the night's blight dim our sight, We'll smite that fright with a light so bright! We'll smite that fright with a light so bright!
2: Kalu Kalay! Kalu Kalay! Kalay. Uh, everybody shouts. There's a bunch of Crick Elves around. You see Cooters there holds up a beer. Kalu Kalay!
5: I uh, uh, I rush to invite Jana to this party. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jaina uh, rushes over real quick. What's going on? Is there something fun happening? Oh yeah! Kalu Kalay! Kalu Kalay. Uh, she puts her arm around you, uh, starts <laughs> drinking. Um, Mama Togold um, looks uh, super happy and proud. Um, Bev, as you take this Green Knight Oath again and um, give yourself over to the realm of Bohemia to protect it, um, you see instantly you become more of like a wild child. Uh, your hair begins to grow out uh, as you feel the holy aura of Melora.
5: <laughs> Ooh, Whoa. Uh, fill your body. Um, Copyright hard one. Your, wow.
2: <laughs> your fingernails get longer. Um, you, uh, you feel like flowers begin to sprout Ooh. in your hair.
1: Um, Can we say it, that my feet, where uh, like normal halfling hair would grow, like wildflowers grow on them? <laughs> oh. um, wildflowers um, grow in between your toes. It's kind of gross, <laughs> honestly.
2: Um, and now on your helm, as you put on, as you don your green knight armor once more, um, as you put on your helm, there are giant um, stag uh, antlers that um, come out uh, from the helm, like um, majestic, green, magical
1: antlers. Uh, I turn to Moonshine and Hardwin and say, this dirty enough for you? Oh, damn, I <laughs> chug <laughs> my bean beer coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
2: and Bev, as you're um, celebrating with everybody uh, and as you've uh, become this green knight again, um, you remember the sylvan words that oh. Laszlo told
1: you to speak to cast this spell turtle 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 <laughs> you say turtle
2: turtle turtle, <laughs> turtle 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 in sylvan hey and um as you say hey you see a mini dragon turtle uh <gasps> about five feet long um appears under you
1: oh hey beverly <gasps> look at you uh, Laslo. is that you sort of <laughs>
2: Uh, and Beverly, you have just cast um, the find greater steed and this is your new familiar oh
1: I like stroke it's uh, massive maw uh, and I like look at it in the eye and I say I shall call you jaw jaw <laughs> oh <Yeah. laughs>
2: And
5: that's where we'll end our session.
2: Ja, <laughs> ja.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There he is.
1: I
5: can't believe we all have an animal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all love them equally. <laughs> we all
5: have an equally important animal.
2: I mean, I think
3: we're all praying for a caca deus ex machina in the fiala fight. <laughs> deus ex deus mar- sex
1: machina Erdan Ur- 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 Ur-
2: <laughs> is supposed to have caca.
5: You have not seen caca. Oh. <laughs> we had a lot to do.
2: Yeah.
3: Notorious yeah. animal lover, Hardwon Shorefoot, didn't
5: check in on caca? No, it's only been a couple. I mean, we have 40 days. I'll
3: be back. <laughs>
4: Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh sweet guys, thank you so much for listening. You can check our after show, um, our short rest over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't
1: sing. Yeah. Oh, whatever. We are. are. We are. Uh, does anybody have anything to plug this week? Uh Caldwell, what do you got? Oh, I would love to plug our P.O. box. Oh yeah. Um we were away a little bit for the holidays, so it was uh kind of overflowing, but oh, yeah. uh oh, yeah. I-, I went
4: we
3: had belated Christmas. Yes. Thank oh my you. goodness, Christmas. everybody Kellor
1: uh rest in peace. His sack was full Full of gifts <laughs> for the people of Bohemia.
3: Love a bulging pelor sack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Uh, it's in several pages of the scripture, oddly enough. Um, I would like to shout out uh, all of the wonderful people that gave us gifts. Great, here they are. Uh, Katie and Ryan sent us an absolute bounty. Number one, a save the date uh, for their wedding, which See is going to be in an. Converted Steel Foundry. Uh, Hell yeah. There was a lot of highlights, but there was going to be a cheesecake grill. Ooh, very enticing. You'd wow. love to see it. They also sent us a drawing of Paw Paw, a needle point that says roll for horniness. Some passion tea and a pawpaw paw stamp. Again, a bounty. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Uh, Trele and the family sent us a family postcard, some cat treats and toys, and a drawing um, from Charlie.
2: Thank you. Yeah,
1: it's thank so you cute.
2: That. Thank you thank for you all so uh,
1: uh, They sent it for uh, Bruce, which was very
3: sweet. Aww. Uh, our yeah, little cat. That's so sweet. Yeah. He's doing Bruce well. Bruce you. Bruce very thanks you. Very considerate.
1: Um, KDM sent a very nice letter oh good luck DMing your first time KDM uh, we wish you the best uh, they also sent us some friendship bracelets with character slogans I'm very wearing rad. a Kalu Kale one right now I think I'm a bracelet guy now actually yeah. it looks love good love that for you thank you yeah, love
3: I think. that for you <laughs> ew that's so- Networky thing. Oh, <laughs> gross! Love that for you. I, got one for I you can just too picture you, you saying that and not even looking up from your phone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, is the most, this is the meanest you've ever been to me, Jake. You're tweeting. Oh
3: no, am I hurting your feelings?
1: Uh, only because it's so true, <laughs> Jake. You're subtweeting me about the bracelet right now. <laughs>
3: But that's not your soul at all. It uh, was. It was. You had the. You had this phrase of a douchebag, but it came from you. You who is not a douchebag.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs> this is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Anyway, that's uh, at Katie Cakes uh, with a K, twenty four on Insta, two Love black cat crafts on Etsy. <laughs> Love that for everyone. <laughs> Love that for us. wiley surefoot austin uh, and his mom sent us a christmas card well he is a pet just to clarify Um, and uh letters for each of the boobs very nice touching personal letters thank you so much wiley uh you're a very good boy Um, Deborah W. sent us a song they wrote called Terry No Longer based on a song uh, that Beverly performed. Thank you. Uh, It's the full extended version. Uh, Maybe I will uh, do a full uh, studio recording uh, if I can get funding for it. We'll play it at that wedding, actually.
3: I've got a closet that I write music in. It's not a studio, but it is a closet. Can we
1: fit a full children's (laughs) choir in the closet? Not legally. No, not at all. (laughs) Okay. Yeah,
3: not legally.
1: We're going to need to work on that. (laughs) I am a logistics guy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that for you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> love that for
1: you. Uh, oh, uh, Deborah also sent hand painted postcards with notes for each of the boobs. Um, Lincoln L, age eleven, sent us a very nice note uh, and wanted some DM tips from from you and me. Uh, was... And Emily as well now. Oh <laughs> you, None are spared. <laughs> uh, Lincoln, as long as your friends are
2: having fun. You're doing a good job. Goodness, that. So don't that. Com, don't compare yourself to anybody. Right. Um, just make sure everybody's having fun. Engage all your players. Uh, learn about their backstories first. Have hmm. them send you a little something or talk to them yeah. before you before you all play, um, so that you can um, make it fun for them and fun for you.
1: Uh, I'm just realizing that Lincoln. If I imagine you're playing with friends from school, uh, and if you are, you can like bring them over. To a little extra separate area of the playground, and you can have like one on one conferences with all your wow. players. Oh, that's so good. You've got so much time that yeah. you can just like chill and talk about your game. You can take them to school dinners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I there can be. About that. Oh, man. <laughs> you and your crew can sit together at lunch and like talk about the campaign. Oh, it's perfect. Also, get your mom to make some snacks. Cute. Um, Miley and Tanner, great name, sent us a save the date for their wedding in Dallas. So that's we're going to have two to do yeah, a yep. we'll wedding, uh-huh. <laughs> wedding tour. Wedding <laughs> tour. Unfortunately, uh, we are going to be doing a multi city tour, but if you're not invited to the wedding, you cannot come. <laughs> So we are gonna have to sell merch at your wedding, also.
3: <laughs> Just to make ends meet. <laughs>
1: right, <laughs> gotta subsidize those. <laughs> yeah, I mean you'll get uh, an ad. You'll get a, a, an ad gratis gift, but yeah. everyone else will have to pay. <laughs> um, oh, we got a postcard from the house with two porches, A.K.A. Emmy, Sarah, Aaron, Esther, and Big Mama. Big Mama is their beautiful cat, I believe. <laughs> Um, uh, this is great. Their postcard has a picture of them wearing matching sweaters, and on the matching sweater is a picture of them wearing last year's sweater. I'm also pretty sure that this postcard said that one of them was super drunk and almost got kicked out of our Boston show. Yeah, um, respect. Very funny. Yeah, <laughs> the hard one, surefoot award. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we also got, let's see, oh a Christmas card from Corey, Sydney and Bo. Thank you so much. A lot of Christmas cards. Sorry, I'm talking about them in February. Um, Brian C.H. sent us a, a card with a drawing of a warg, some Garbage Pail Kid stickers, a bunch of nice letters. Thank you so much for all of your gifts, Brian C.H. And last but not least, Michael, Crystal, and Millie sent us a Christmas card and a nice note. Merry Christmas to all of you. A belated Every Merry belated
3: Christmas. belated Christmas.
1: Indeed. We got Hugo here to sing us out.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have We have have more people to thank. Uh, We got a big haul, but
2: we don't want to take up too much time at the end of the episode here. We will thank more people next week. Um, uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Jake, you got anything to plug?
0: Um, Yeah, I have a new podcast I host with my brother. It's called The Goat Show. You can find it on HeadGum or anywhere you get
5: podcasts. Give Which, us a tease.
0: What's yeah, your
3: favorite yeah, yeah, joke yeah, yeah. from it?
5: Um, oh, favorite like your, joke?
3: Your, bed, um, your yeah. best
5: quip. Um, okay, well, uh, shit. It's, Ready? Um, Three, two, one,
3: Actually, maybe this will be easier to think of. What was Micah's best joke? Yeah. yeah.
5: Oh, he uh, he, start, he has a new nickname. It's Goaty the Kid. You should uh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's uh, in the first 10 seconds of the first episode. So <laughs>
0: if you don't like that, you'll hate the rest of the podcast. <laughs> love that for him. Love
4: that. Uh, that's what, I, I, was
5: that
0: that's what that I was
2: waiting for. love that for him. That's what I was waiting for. Love that for him. Sweet, guys. Follow us on Twitter, at chmervisme, at Caldwell, at the and at Jake Roberts is Jake, and you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADpod. That's N A D D P O D. We are, we are the youth
4: of the nation. We are, we are the youth of the nation.
1: Hello, friends. Caldwell here. It is the end of our show, which means it's time to shout out our benevolent council of elders. Let's get right to it. Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., Steelbreaker, and Jack L., the White Horseman's lieutenants. They each have dominion over lesser diseases like the cold, shingles, and the flu. This week, Jack L. drew the shortest straw and has to be the horseman of diarrhea. Tough Break, Beardman Dan, Adam R., Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Alucard, and Alexander T., Five Crick Druids who prayed extra hard to make Beverly's hair grow out. Now our boy can rock a ponytail. It looks awful, but it makes him so, so happy. And so, kind Druids, we thank you from the depths of our hearts. Haldor Frostback, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S., Cutter W., and Andrew M. Balnor's squad of trainers. While our heroes were off on individual quests... These gym rats helped our dad get absolutely shredded by feeding him protein-laced bud heavies after every rep. God bless you all. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C., Mixologist Michael McD, and Balnor's Boy. Gladeholm University librarians who have sworn an oath of vengeance against moonshine for using the dog ear method to save her place in various irreplaceable tomes. Yikes. Justin I, Jacob C, Elena M, and Dana G. Four huge eagles that spend their days doing favors for a local Bohemian wizard. Most people think they do it because they respect the wizard's mission, but the truth is the wizard has pictures of each of them cheating on their significant others. Blackmail truly is the most powerful spell of all. Damiel R., Destin C., Jive G., and Earl and Kathleen L., four dwarves helping Hardwon and Jaina with the excavation effort. They actually already found the King's Hammer, but decided to put it back so that Hard One can find it because, and I quote, the dude needs a win. Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sequani, Michael L., Trele the Crayfe, and Jory S., Erdan's Elven Biohazard Cleanup Team. Their hazmat suits even have extra pointy bits up top for their long ears. Even Erdan has to agree that this looks super cute. Adam H., Ryan, Aaron G., Jake L., and Michael K. M., the Blue Knights. Similar to Green Knights, but instead of pledging themselves to the Earth, they pledge themselves to the sea and each get their own dolphin familiar. I am jealous. Big Buck, Richard X. Machina, Sam L., and Troy McSeee. Inventors of the Curse Purse. It's like a bag of holding, but with extra warding for cursed items that are too tempting and sentimental to not pick up. Been there. Dom R., Josh S., Nicholas C., Austin C., and Kristen P. The Necromancers. A group of necromancers with a soft spot for Julia Roberts' rom-coms. That's everybody's weakness. Mike H., Matthew E., Samuel B., Okada, and Angel B., The other kittens from Bubbles Litter, who are actually all ghosts now, which is really sad, but also spooky and cute to think about a skeleton cat hanging out with a bunch of ghost cats. It's adorable. I'm picturing it now. Thank you very much for this image, Emily, who wrote this specific shout out. Aaron C., TJM, the gnome Barbarian, Tras the Traveler, Robert F., and Paul and Megan the Twins. Maverick's the unschooled class of students who, after ripping up their books, were able to run to safety during the teleportation of Gladeholm, unhindered by heavy, heavy tomes. Thanks, Mav. You saved the day yet again. Anime Intellect Zolo Dolo, Nick B., and Burley T., a group of fishermen who've been taking Shay's hot yoga class to get rid of their rod and net hunch, and let me tell you, it is doing wonders. Moonstone's posture has never been better. Colton B., Jay, CeCe Lulu, Aiden RH, and Robert P., Cran and Derlin's game night group of friends in the Feywild. They were actually in the middle of a really close game of Codenames when Gladeholm was attacked, and then these heroes abandoned a freshly cracked tub of hummus and a pitcher of virgin mojitos to save the world. Truly answering the call. Timmy R., Aaron Sully, Blitzbreak Dimitri, J Dragonborn, and Zack C. Five green teens on a jamboree in another dimension that just discovered the cursed plague sword that Erdan banished. Suffice it to say, this jamboree is going to be super cancelled. Lucas B, Jordan L, Talith X, Mateo C, and Pup Thoth, a crew of drunk Crick Elves who showed up at the reincarnation party without any context. They're now incredibly terrified of furballs, fearing that they might transform into a large man at any moment. Kaylee Elise, Ader, McPucks, Christian A, and Yin's Christian T. Jaina's adult friend group who had a sensible board game night while the band of boobs were getting wasted and bringing people back from the dead. Though things did get a bit rowdy when no one would trade Jaina a sheep for a wheat. Devin W., Shanoa B., Jared E., Persephone, and Eric McD. A crew of philanthropists who read storybooks to possums. Papa put a few to work while he got his nails done at the spa. Now that's excellent delegating, my little buddy. Recent S., Eric and Andrea B., Jay Parker, Jonathan O., and Austin M.R., a group of cultists who worship the art of re-gifting as a means to save Bohemia from waste. They're currently on a pilgrimage to meet their prophet, Moonshine Sibin. Stephen C., Maxwell C., Mike K., Omri M., and Callum L., a crew of non-magic elves who just happened to be nearby when Mama was ordering everyone to enchant the huts. They're just waving hands around and hoping for the best because they're too intimidated to tell Mama that they aren't mages. I can identify. Scott D, No Thor, the Prodigy Ranger, Mugungi, Dan and the Red Rain, a bunch of Galateron pranksters who died seconds before the Cataclysm, attempting to jump from upper Galateron to the ocean below on boogie boards. They didn't make it, but the live stream of the stunt got triple-digit viewers. Hell yeah. Richard C., Karen T., Curtis S., Michael C., and Nathaniel P., library trolls who are now Moonshine's best friends. These dweebs read all day, and what do they have to show for it? Only a bunch of awesome spells. (laughs) nerds. Nikki W., Andrew B., Christopher B., Nicholas P., and Kevin M., Jaw Jaw's older siblings. You look at Jaw Jaw and think how adorable dragon turtles are, but then you see his older siblings, and they're swallowing Krakens whole. So, expect Jaw Jaw to have a fearsome glow up. Rahul in, I am the Atlas, Mary Bell, the kitty-morphing gnome, Joe McGee and Meta Amphs. The team of halflings that kept Danny Pebblepot's knee from bending to the Allah. After he was frozen with fear, and before he curled into the fetal position, Danny tried very, very hard to bend the knee. Very believable. Attica C, Amy W, Luke H, Kelvin Noodles, and Grace G. Beverly's team of tailors. And it's going to take all of them to extend the ass on all his trousers. That boy's rump is too plump. Lance, Esme M, Gary J, Casimir, the all-knowing, and Spencer Caskbrew. A bunch of centaurs who, despite having perfect six-packs, refuse to go shirtless. They're all wearing hoodies for some reason also wearing four-legged horse pants. Weird. Eric G, Michelle O, Gage M, number one Beverly fan Jen R, and Tingle the Bard. Maverick's students who decided to stop going to class after Maverice didn't show up for a week. Now Maverick's is back, but his kids aren't. He has yet to report this and spends every class napping. Well, that's all the shout-outs we have. Thank you all so, so much for listening, and we will see you
4: next week. Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.